What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. I'm super excited to do this show. Um, you know, last week we had a lot of news last week. We got to a bunch of it. And we're, you know, pretty much a day or two after we did last week's show, we had the, the massive drop with uh, Jimmy Fox signing on to play Electro in the MCU Sony Spider-Man sequel starring Tom Holland. Uh, that would be the sequel to Far From Home. That's just, I, I mean, it was, you know, everybody kept saying, no, no pun intended, but that really was shocking news to me. Um, not something I anticipated happening, nothing that I foresaw. There's a lot of takes about where Marvel was going, and I want to get my guys' opinions on that, so we'll be talking about that. Also, some rumors about uh, Marvel potentially trying to seal the deal with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Obviously, he's played Deadpool in, uh, in two, you know, critically acclaimed movies. Starring Deadpool, or, or you know, with title cast character, title title centric character being Deadpool, um, they, they they apparently they're looking to make him a very very rich man, Ryan Reynolds. So we'll talk about uh, what the deal is that they're kind of allegedly putting together for him. And do I ever fail you guys? I mean, I feel like when I come to this podcast, I always bring in my all. And when I got some news for you, I don't I don't BS. I don't give you, you no. Know, I don't come here. I'm not a scoop master. I'm not coming here. To give you, you know, uh, you know, the craziest takes that the craziest scoops that you see on Reddit or whatever. Like I only speak about what I know when I know it's happening. And I told you guys a couple weeks ago that the Batman would be moved back to spring of 2022. And boom, here we have it. Just a couple days ago, announced the Batman is indeed. Uh, actually, I think it might have announced yesterday. I don't know when it was announced, but um, the Batman is indeed being pushed back um, to March of 2022. Along with other DC movies, so we'll get uh, our thoughts on that later on in the show as well. Joining me is my co-host, starting with Sham. Sham, uh, what's up, man? Good to have you on the show. We're looking forward to talking about today. Yeah, EJ, I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to be doing the show with you guys, as always. I am looking forward to. Um, well, I mean, we gotta talk about this Jamie Fox. Um, we gotta talk about this Jamie Fox situation because. Um, uh, just, I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, EJ, have you have you seen the the Amazing Spider-Man two in, in its entirety yet? I've not seen the Amazing Spider-Man two in its entirety, and I was gonna say that when we talk about. It. I plan to though, because I feel like yeah, I have no point, choice. Have to, yeah, yeah, at this point, it's almost like a must-watch. Yeah, 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 really. Yeah. For those who, and I've talked about it a little bit on the pod. For those who don't know, the Amazing Spider-Man two just was. It was a movie. It's maybe it's one of the first major superhero movies that I just had zero interest in watching. Like yeah, just, it's one of the first. Never, in a didn't while. want to see it in the movie it was theaters. One of the first and only as a family that we just we, we didn't see. We, there, and there wasn't even a discussion. Yeah, about it, it wasn't nope. like, oh, whether, when are we going to see Spider Man? Yep. That one and Fantastic Four, the only two. Yes, yeah. there was no thought, no it, second thought. Yep. Just, uh, and that's a, yeah. that's a that's a low bar, man. That's a very low bar. We've yeah, seen that, that's just door the dark world. That's the thing about like social media because like. You know, a lot of people times we I, I always have to remind myself that social media oftentimes, um, and by the way, Kendall's here as well. If you heard him in the background, I'll give him a formal intro in a second. Um, you know, you hear about like how sometimes the loudest noise, the loudest voices are the ones you see on social media, but it's not necessarily a consensus on anything. Like to me, like yeah, like to me, like the the whole like Garfield Spider Man fandom that's on social media is like the epitome of that. Because nobody really liked, like, there are people who liked it, but 
a large majority of the people, and they showed it with their pocketbooks because of those movies doing poorly in the box office, were not feeling anything Sony was doing with Garfield, that Garfield Spider-Man era. I'm not saying it's all on Garfield. I know I'm mentioning him, but, like, to me, like, it's just crazy that, like, that movie was rejected completely. And for us, you know, we are, as when it comes to superhero fans, we are as hard as they come in terms of as a family. And we see every one of them, and we almost we see almost every one of them together. And as Kendall said, there wasn't a thought, there wasn't a conversation. Nobody was trying to see Jamie Foxx's blue head as Electro in that movie, or anything involving with that movie. Just no interest. And it's just crazy to me, like like you know, like there is like this fan, this like section of of the internet, and social media that like try to act like those movies are hallowed ground when it's like no <laughs> like i'm not like you could like a movie like, you know how i feel man if you like a movie i'm not gonna be one to hate on you for liking a movie i'm just saying don't let's not act and pretend like this is something that a lot of people enjoyed because i feel like despite the, the garfield spider-man people and the snyder fans are tend to be the people that do that often like there's a difference between us recognizing there is a fandom which i feel like i do and a lot of people do and also understanding that, yes, but a lot of people that would have made a difference in whether or not this would have been successful and continued did not like it. Therefore, it's not happening. And that I feel like, you know, even more than the Snyder Cut people, because at least the Snyder Cut, they did come back because they do have, you know, I think a larger fan base than the people who like the Garfield movies. Like, you know, I mean, those people who are standing for, like, Garfield this week, I was just like, y'all are just on an island. Like no, nobody's really trying to see that error, but we're gonna have to talk a lot about it because uh, you know, uh, Feige and Marvel and Sony have come together and decided that that's going to be something they want to uh, reprise in some way, at least. Uh, at least that's the way it appears. So um, this should be a good show. Kendall, obviously, you join us on the show. Besides talking yeah. about um, uh, Jamie Foxx coming back to play Electro, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Yeah, I mean, um, a couple of things, you know. One, I mean, EJ seemed to insinuate that uh, Ryan Reynolds is not already a very rich man, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about <laughs> finally getting his uh, his payday that apparently he hasn't gotten yet. <laughs> no, but um, quite the news drop by Warner Brothers. I didn't even know that the Batman got pushed back until about ten minutes ago. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't the greatest news drop then. Didn't hear about it until I, I told was, you uh, in the pre pre production meeting. Time was, was very intentional. I think they saw. They saw a window where no one was paying attention to anything comic book movie, and they there just were like, oh, let's, "Let's put the bad news now. Mm. Back in, not coming back. It's not coming out till next year <laughs> uh, or two years." So um, I don't know if that was uh, intentional or not, but if it, if it was, it was effective in terms of avoiding any, you know, kind of malaise from its fan base. Um, but one of the stories that we talked about last week was the the, the casting of Miss Marvel. I wanted to bring up a story. I already told Shamar his story uh, <laughs> early in the week. <laughs> pretty wild, pretty funny. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's funny. It's just a wild story. But um, you know, we talked about the casting of Miss Marvel and how like, how great that was. But when we when I, when we mentioned it, I, I talked about how you know I wanted to obviously you know be uh, mindful of the people that didn't get the role because obviously we're talking about a lot of people. That were that were up for this role that weren't that aren't Hollywood, you know, trained necessarily. That are more newcomers into the business, and this was kind of a this was kind of a, lo- a lottery ticket kind of a deal. Uh, this kind this type of role, and we had a story this week, 
uh, that made the rounds on social media that um, essentially, I guess there was some sort of, I don't know what you want. I don't know if you want to call it cyberbullying. You know, I guess you know if that's what you want to call it, you might you might be able to categorize it as that. But you know, there was a, there was you know some sort of tit for tat between one of the girls that apparently was auditioning to play uh, Miss Marvel. I guess someone else that she knew on social media. She was telling uh, that she that she was she auditioned to play Miss Marvel, and the person that she was telling uh, just didn't believe her and went on social media and essentially subtweeted. That oh you got all these people lying at me lying to me you know do you have other people doing that or whatever something like that and so the the girl that auditioned was like oh you don't believe me huh and she went on Twitter and posted her script that she got from Marvel to read as Kamala Khan and mm-hmm. she also posted the Marvel NDA that she got damn uh, telling her what she can and cannot say what she can and cannot do to prove that. Yeah, that this is real, and that uh, I got this from Marvel. And then the girl, the the I guess quote unquote bully in this in this scenario, then went and was like, ha ha, I got her to post her NDA ha, at Marvel, sue her, blah blah blah, and you know something. It was not it's not the biggest scandal in the world, but just just to illuminate why I was like, you know, a little alarmed or a little worried, concerned about the people that didn't get the role because again, you're talking about people that aren't media trained in this business. That are, that you know th- probably don't even know the severities of an NDA, you know, like yeah, just a it, it's it's a tough tough uh, situation for a lot of people. But well, that's uh, why you know, I, I, and that's why Kendall, when we have these conversations about castings, you know, that's why so often I talk about you know whether it be Marvel, whether it be DC, like signing the right kind of actor who gets it is very important, and I know sometimes. That can be a point that kind of gets poo pooed, and maybe people are like, oh, "What are we talking about?" Like they're Hollywood people; they're like, you know, they'll be told the deal and they'll be fine. But there's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of terrible stuff that comes with being um, part of this deal that is the superhero community, and part of the deal of, of 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 you know the the hate you get, you know how you respond to it, and and all of that stuff is important. And to me, this kind of I'm not, I don't know if this is the reason why they didn't pick Homegirl. I don't know. Who knows why? But to me, like, this is the kind of thing I think Marvel would be paying attention to. They want to know, right. you know, do you have the maturity to kind of understand? Yeah. You're going to have people that are going to hate on you for whatever reason, and you got to respond in a way that's respectful, in a way that doesn't embarrass the company. And, you know, you're going to have, you know, a lot of, you know, nerdy people that, that you know, are going to stand you. And, and are you able to kind of handle that? There's, all that stuff comes with this territory. And I don't think that that's. It, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to acknowledge that that is indeed what happens, you know. And um, so, so you know, I, I think that this is just another example of that. Yeah, yeah, wild story. Um, so, again, you know, obviously congrats uh, to, the, to the young lady that, that was picked to play uh, Kamala Khan. What an accomplishment. But you have to yes, always... Valsani. Yes, keep in mind... Uh, all the people that that weren't able to get the role that got close because this wasn't this wasn't a situation where it's like Marvel had her hand picked for for months. This was something that uh, probably came together, um, you know, as as a you know as the the options started to dwindle, you know, and um, so yeah, obviously, um, hopefully we can avoid situations like that in the future. 
um, NDAs are real. You know, most most jobs, <laughs> most high profile jobs, maybe sign one anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely a situation you'll want to avoid. I feel for the girl, you know, and, and cyberbullying is def- definitely a real thing. Yeah, and let me be um, let me be clear. I'm not at all condoning cyberbullying. Like that yeah. is it's one of the worst things we have in terms of like this new era of the digital age that has come of it. You know, we got a lot of good, but that's one mm-hmm. of the worst things. And you know, yeah. but also there's got to be understanding that this is the kind of arrows you're gonna have to take when you step yeah. into this field. Yeah, and um, you know, of course, me and Kendall have talked about this at length on the Imperial. You know, a lot of this, uh, really everyone in this generation of the Star Wars cast, the main characters. Yeah, everyone outside of Adam Driver. Everyone outside of Adam Driver and, and possibly uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. But everybody else has dealt with some kind of bullying. Yeah. Some kind of <laughs> extensive bullying <laughs> on a very extreme level. Yeah, Brie Larson obviously has felt it. Yeah, and Brie Larson's felt a lot. So it's, a, you know, it's a lot. And Brie Larson is a veteran, with. so she doesn't care. But. You know, we see, we saw it with Star Wars. Like it affected yeah, pretty it affected. much everybody. And these are these are yeah. these are people that were not household names before. Yeah, Boyega hears the noise. Daisy Ridley kind of indifferent yeah. to it. Yeah. Kelly Marie Tran yeah. was completely kind of isolated herself from the from, from Hollywood because yeah. of it. Like Daisy, I mean, Daisy Ridley is not even on social media anymore. Yeah, she man, quit. she quit social media. Yeah. So, yeah, but again, those real. people were kind of. I really feel like I mean, this is like a whole another topic, but I really feel like it's it really is an embarrassment, and I'll, I'll be that strong about the language. Um, it's an embarrassment that social media websites have been so unable to curb like social media bullying. Like to me, like the fact that that's a thing to me doesn't make any sense at this point in time. You know, you know, I mean, in the beginning stages of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and. Snapchat and all these places we have now. Could I have seen that, you know, being hard to kind of figure out? You didn't foresee that this would be an issue? Yes. I think, you know, we're now a good decade in the game of social media being a thing. You know, more, probably more than a decade, really, if you count MySpace, especially. Like, we shouldn't be at this point where, like, that is still an issue. And you have regular people, and sometimes they're not even regular people, sometimes like they're bots or whatever, that can really be out here just like making people's lives living hell. And there's nothing these corporations will do anything about it. Like that's me. Just that just needs to be said about how just disgraceful that is. You know, like it is these people shouldn't be subjected to this kind of abuse. It's kind of it's crazy that in 2020 we're still dealing with this. There's no excuse yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, but anyway, let's let's get to uh, talking more in depth about this Jamie Fox deal. So um, it was reported last week that Jamie Fox had uh, was in talks to. To play Electro in the new Spider-Man movie coming up, starring Tom Holland. This will be the third installment in the Marvel Sony joint deal. Then Fox posted on social media a uh, Instagram post that confirmed the news that he would indeed be returning as a uh, as Electro. In a now deleted post, he tweeted he po- he Instagram in the Instagram post he said, "Quote: Tell Spidey, let's run it back. Super excited to be part of the new Marvel Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man new installment." Can't wait for uh, for y'all to check this one out, and I won't be blue in this one, but a thousand percent badass. Hashtag swipe left, and the swipe left. There are a bunch of images of uh, you know Electro and things like that, and Spider Man stuff. But among them, that really probably was the reason why he had to get rid of that post was a um, an animation, some kind of art that was put together that. Showed, you know, I guess Jamie Foxx's eyes as Electro, along with some kind of, you know, you know, uh, 
it looked crazy. I don't even know how to describe it, but it looked like uh, some some maybe a man up there that's that's you know electrified, and on the bottom there you see three Spider Men, and uh, one has you know the Spidey tingling uh, thing, so that makes you kind of think that's probably Tom Holland, especially since he's the shortest one. But there are also two other Spider Men, and we we're kind of a lot of people are thinking that those are potentially um, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Uh, I don't know if this is an official artwork or this is something that he just found somewhere or he had someone make something up or what the deal is. But um, the art also kind of very much resembles the Spider-Verse art that we saw in the Spider-Verse movie, which has now raised so many questions about what is going on here. Are we moving towards a Spider-Verse storyline that's going to fold into live action stories? Because... You know, Jane Fox played Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2, but of course, technically, Amazing Spider-Man 2 isn't supposed to be canon with the MCU in any way. That's why we have a new Spider-Man, we have, we have an MJ, we have all these new characters that have nothing to do or any connection with what we've seen in the past with uh, with um, with the Amazing Spider-Man run. But with this, now you pair that with the, the, the reports and the rumors about, you know, could we be seeing other characters that have appeared in other Spider-Man movies. Um, Dane DeHaan, who was uh, Harry Osborn in that Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie. Rumors that maybe he's in talks to come back. And then the one that's wild to me is, and it talks about even bringing back Kirsten Dunst, who played Mary Jane Watson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. This talks about maybe her somehow getting involved with this project. This is a project, by the way, guys, I gotta reemphasize. Is supposed to begin production this season, like in the fall. So, in fall is only we're well into it now. So, it's only within the next two months is when all this would happen. Which, uh, Shamar, I guess I'll go to you first. This is why this news was also really surprising to me because you know, when they signed Watts, you know, the thought was that you know, because there was that whole obviously that controversy about whether or not uh, you know, we'd have Holland back and Watts back. You know, the thought was that he had a movie all planned out and he has something ready to go. It just seems odd to me that we go this deep into the movie making progress. And just now they're signing Jamie Foxx to play Electro, which seems like a, a move that I have I, I, I have my thoughts based on some of the reporting I had a couple weeks ago. But it just seems like a whole different direction from where it seemed like we were going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems it's definitely out of left field. Um, I mean, none of us would have expected Jamie Foxx to to appear really in any Marvel movie, at least not anytime soon, considering what we got with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I mean, yeah, anybody was. Yeah, anybody, you know, he and I I don't want to blame him because I don't think it was him. No, Jamie Foxx is an elite level actor. Let me make that yeah, very clear. He's a fantastic actor. He's um, the best of the best. Yeah, I mean, I just watched him in um, uh, Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic in that movie. Yeah. So I mean, he he's he's a he's he's a top 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 shelf top tier actor, but I don't think it was his performance. It was just it was everything else. <laughs> how they want what they wanted him to do, how they yeah. wanted him to act yep. throughout the entire movie. And Kendall, you mentioned something to me and I, you know, I don't mean to, I don't know if you're going to say this or not, but you mentioned something to me before we, you know, cause we were talking about, I said, I don't think EJ had seen the whole entire movie. And you said, you know, yeah, actually, honestly, the first half of the movie 
of Jamie Foxx's performance was the part that I liked the least. Yeah, it gets, yeah. With regards to Jesus. his his performance, because yeah. he just it's, it's, it, uh, he just plays this creepy yeah. Spider Man stalker. Yeah, that's the, that's Electro in yeah. in that movie. It's yeah, really it's bad. Most bizarre. I mean, like we've seen some. Yeah, we've seen some it's like a it's like a nutty professor kind of thing. Yeah, but like we've seen some bizarre villain stories. The guy from Green Lantern, um, whatever his name is, I don't even remember now. Yeah, what's that? Parallax. Yeah, Parallax. Um, that was that one was bizarre. Yeah, yeah that, that was that. He Parallax might be the worst superhero villain I've ever seen. Yeah, that was really bad. Uh, but this one was, I mean, the Doom from Fantastic Four, another yeah, very bizarre another, one. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, but like Jamie Foxx is that was bottom five of like modern superhero movie villains. Oh yeah, and it's tough because they build it as such a big deal. Yeah, I mean that villain, that Electro, is supposed to be they they put the effort into marketing that movie, yep. and it was so bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean it failed completely. So, I mean, this is one of the first Marvel cameos I'm I'm not looking forward to. He said he won't be blue. Which is an upgrade, already yes. an upgrade, because he looked horrendous. Yes. Whenever he showed up as Electro. Um, but so I, so I mean that's fine. He's a good actor, so I know we can act. So I don't expect him to cash it in. But it's bizarre that they're trying to they're bringing him on as Electro. So they're they're calling back to that movie, which is a bad movie. You know. That, well, it's as, funny you guys say that because like, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to my homie Josh K. Um, We've never had him on the show. He's 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 written. He's been a movie writer on the internet for a while, and um, he loves all this stuff. And we gotta get him on at some point because you guys know him. He's a good dude, and he loves all this stuff, and is really smart about all this stuff. He did something that was really really smart. He said when you know the Jamie Foxx thing casting happened, the first thing he did was he went back to the Sony leaked emails because Feige talks about. Um, Spider-Man in those emails. He talks about the movie. I guess they gave him a script or whatever. Or maybe he's all early cut. I don't know what happened. But he talks about Electro. And it's interesting. Because he said... I'm going to read the exact quotes he says here. He says, Really love Electro. Feels like you may not need the scene in his apartment. Which makes him seem completely crazy. And hard to relate to. Like the idea of the eel. That the eel goes in his mouth. Instead of burying... uh, burying you'll see it glow with him but it's just like even though he says he loves electro in those comments it doesn't he didn't say a lot of stuff that like would depart the problem with electro <laughs> for everyone that's seen the movie is that he seems like a, a just a crazy person yep yeah so yeah. like I, and you know look like when you got a friend emailing you something and you trying they're trying to tell you this is like the you know their life's work and they want to make they want to impress you and you might see some stuff and you like you know the best thing he could talk about is the eel. He can't talk about nothing else. <laughs> and the first thing yeah. he said, I love him, but he seems completely so crazy and unrelatable. I'm like, well, damn, you can't love him that much. Uh, but it, it, that is, it was interesting to me that he did say that he loved Electro, because I think that does lead us to where we're here. He may have seen potential for sure in this Jamie Fox Max Dillon uh, portrayal. He just probably didn't like the direction they went with it. You know, there are a few things maybe he did like, and he liked the idea that they that they were aiming for, but that the execution was poor. I don't know what you guys make of that, but I, shout out to Josh K because he 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 decided to look at those emails. And I thought that was a good idea. 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's an excellent find. Um, it's fascinating because you always it's always rare to get a, a a legitimate view into Kevin Feige's uh, thought process. You know, in terms of you know Kevin Feige's like a GM that doesn't want you to yeah he's a GM that doesn't want you to know the the method to his madness. Yeah, you know, like you know there are plenty of sports GMs that are great, but good luck knowing what they actually put into what <laughs> things they use or what how they feel about certain players and certain things. Um, they keep that stuff close to vest, and that's how Kevin Feige kind of operates with Marvel Studios. So to get that kind of insight is definitely cool. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I think Shamar hit the nail on the head when he, you know, when, when you talked about, you know, this is almost less about the the Jamie Fox as an actor or less about even the the electro character as much as it is. Does Kevin Feige really want to call back to the Amazing Spider-Man? Because almost, I mean, look, there it it yeah. it's a quite the mission. Like if you if if you can if you do it well, if, if you make that character amazing, you make this movie amazing. Yeah. It's a notch, another notch on Kevin Feige's belt. But like, I don't know if anybody's seeing Jamie Foxx's Electro and getting excited. I mean, I haven't seen the Amazing Spider-Man two since last time we we yeah. watched. I've had no desire to see it again. Yeah. I've had zero desire. I've, seen- I've told the story of the show, man. I saw the last act of the movie and never had any interest of seeing the actual entire movie. Yeah, I saw the good part and was like, I don't need to see anything else. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, why, you know, so... It gets worse from there. So it's really bizarre. And I'm going to have to watch it again before I see this movie, apparently. Yeah, I mean... Which I'm not even looking forward to. It's like, I don't want to see that movie. So, <laughs> I think my theory is that Sony wants this more than Feige does. Mm. On some level. I don't know if it's like I'm not saying they're they're calling the shots and telling Feige what to do, but I think that there is some agreement that there's gonna be a melding of the MCU and the Sony universe. And Kevin Feige has he's gotta work with the chips he's been given. And I guess this is one of the chips he he, he probably feels better about. If he's gonna bring anybody back, he's like, I don't want Sandman. You know, I don't want uh Topher Grace, <laughs> so I guess I gotta use Jamie Foxx. So I guess I can do something with him. Um, I don't know what the deal is with with McGuire or whatnot. I mean, one of the things that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Shamari wasn't here, but when we talked about um, remember EJ, we talked about the the Tom Cruise being in Doctor Strange. And that rumor, and how I thought it was ridiculous at the time, I, but I thought that they were, that we would see probably other cameos, but I wasn't sure what. Well, after that show, I then told Shamari that I forgot to mention one cameo that makes complete sense for Doctor Strange, and that's Tobey Maguire. Considering yes. Sam Raimi is now directing the Doctor Strange movie, the Sam Raimi pick has always felt weird. It's like Sam Raimi. He hasn't done a movie in like a half century, right? And now all of a sudden he's he's back and he's he's doing a Marvel movie, and so it it felt it felt strange. But if there is maybe a tie-in to other characters, maybe characters that he worked with in the past, maybe that's where this Doctor Strange thing becomes even more important. So yeah, I, I'm at the point now to me, Kendall, where I think that. I think it's extremely likely that when we talk about, you know, Holland having to do his Spider-Man movie and another Marvel movie, 
I think another Marvel movie is Doctor Strange. I think it has to be at this point. I think that, you know, the even the word multiverse was first inter- introduced in a Spider-Man movie. And, of course, the title of Doctor Strange is Multiverse of Madness. And Sam Raimi is now part of, is not directing that movie. And there is crossover with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man both being New York City characters. And they've had some major stories, connections in the past in the comic books. And it goes back to the news I, I said a couple weeks ago when I said that I have every reason to believe that Morbius is a Marvel movie and that the Marvel Studios is involved. Something is afoot here. I think that at this point, the fans that I think are getting excited about something major happening, I think that they have reason to be excited for at this point. And the Raimi thing just really crystallized for me after this Fox thing happened. I was just like, oh, okay. This is... We know Sony is definitely going to be invested in the idea of a Spider-Verse because of the how amazing and how great the first movie did. And we know that Sony is not letting Marvel pry uh, Spider-Man from his dead hands, uh, that, you know, by any means. So what can they do that would make, uh, what could they do to help forward their agenda, but also maybe do something interesting with Marvel that Marvel may want to, pursue given a lot of the you know the the fan fiction kind of like you know ideas of, of of the marvel fans that we've had and of course it's blending in some kind of canon of those other spider-man movies based on what we have with tom holland so to me it just, this just seems like this is heading in a very obvious direction and i'm just seeing too much evidence to suggest that like it's something else is happening at this point for me so I guess my only my only thing is I think the value of bringing back Tobey Maguire cannot be understated if that's a possibility if that's on the table like I think it's absolutely internet, on the table yeah I mean you want to talk about internet breaking earth shattering box office shattering stuff if Tobey Maguire is in a Marvel movie it could be Doctor Strange it could be Ant Man <laughs> like no disrespect to Ant Man but like that's that that is then almost becomes the biggest movie on the in the year for, for sure. For, for, for those movies. Spider-Man movies are near and dear to so many people's hearts. To many people's hearts. From, anyone, anyone in our age. Yeah, bracket. anyone in our age Pretty and much older. Anyone in our age bracket. Yeah, Spider those Spider-Man. Movies I think the the case could definitely be made that when it comes to like, like to me, McGuire is almost like Jackman. To me. Oh, yeah, top five. If you don't, we want to talk about yeah, iconic <clears throat> superhero right. actors. Like, and five. it's not, it, it doesn't take anything away from Holland, and I enjoy the Holland movies more. Well, and it's, it, I, I gotta see the third one, but, because right, cause I asked Spider Man 3, that bad taste in my mouth. But, but right, at right. this point, like, I mean, Tobey Maguire is, in terms of Spider Man, I mean, he's, he's, he's as big as it gets. He's so, Christopher Reeve of the Spider-Man character. Right, yeah. exactly. He's 100%. That's a, great, that's a great analogy there. And so if they brought him back to play that character, everyone would get it. Like, I mean, I guess if you're like, you know, 16 and under, you wouldn't get it maybe. But 
like anyone like I said in our age group and older that would they would lose their minds and so if that prospect is on the table you want to talk about marvel kind of winning back because look they're going to take some losses from you know black widow's going to underachieve not necessarily mm-hmm. critically but financially but like you want to talk about like kind of you know really creating a bang in 2021 or 2022, whenever it's supposed to come out, 2022. I mean, that's 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 quite the message to send if you bring back Tobey Maguire to play to play Spider Man again. And and, and look, I, I think that they know, like Tom Holland is 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 he's of course the future Spider Man, and he's very well received. But are there pockets and corners of the of the internet and of the Marvel fans that don't like? This Tom Holland Spider Man? Yes. They're 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 out there. And there are more of them than I think people are willing to acknowledge. And part of this is because I think we love MCU. We love Marvel. We love the what Marvel the Marvel Disney brand has given us. Right, and the movies are good. So like Yeah, are- and I love them. I have no I, I have no reason to like people that will say I don't like those movies. Like maybe like they're not the biggest fans, but like I don't think anybody's gonna come out and say those are bad movies. But, but there are totally aspects of Tom right. Holland's Peter Parker that annoy is not uh, they that are just not liked by people. Yeah. Right. You know his, his uh, the the techiness of his suit, uh, the connection to Tom Tony Stark. I mean, you all heard this stuff. I'm not making stuff up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. so our brother. Henry what what way? Problem. What better way to 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 yeah. give those people the the maybe the only how holdouts in regards to like popularity over this character a bone than to bring back, you know, the goat, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? The, the, and bring him back the into the fold. In the room knows, what do you do with Garfield? Because I don't think, I mean, like you just said, there, maybe there is that section of people, but I just, that isn't doing anything for anybody. Like, Tobey Maguire. Bring back Garfield? Time. You bring back Garfield, like, that's that's a, a whoopee cushion. No disrespect to, to Andrew Garfield, but that's not really causing any Real ways. Now, I guess if you bring out no, it, I disagree. I think it would. If just just Andrew Garfield, let's say no Tobey Maguire. Oh, uh yes. Like individually, what does he bring? Now, I, I think, think you bring back yeah. all three. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like you know, it's like having every living president endorse you. It's like yeah, the one individual president doesn't do anything, but when you have them all, it's like oh, I mean, that looks that's a much better look. Like I, having all the Spider Men are great. Having Tobey Maguire is great. I don't know if just having Andrew Garfield is great. And, and Garfield is a good acting talent. He's not someone that yeah, he's not just, just did a bad movie and never did anything else and was right. never good at anything else. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think I think having him in, involved is, you know, I was I in particular, I know, you know, I feel like among among mo- all of us, I've probably expressed the most disagreement with Garfield. Garfield's yeah, Peter that, Parker, yeah. specifically, I I did not like his portrayal. Of yeah, Peter Parker like or Spider-Man at all. But, I mean, I think it, it just in, in terms of just having all of them together, I think there's a lot of value in it. I, see, the only concern I have with this story is that it feels, it feels like a lot. And we're only in Holland's third movie, and it just feels like it's going to be confusing. We have Electro, we're talking about potentially bringing in another Mary Jane. Like, Zendaya is supposed to be back. Ned Leeds is supposed to be back in this movie. Like, I mean, now again, the the reports suggest that these may not all be these characters may not all show up in Spider Man Three. Like right. Electro may be in Spider Man Three. Tobey Maguire might not be. 
or uh, you know Mary Jane, Kristen Dunst might not be in it, or um, the reports about Dane DeHaan. We don't know what movies people are going to be. In. It could be Doctor Strange. It could be something else. But um, it just feels like it just feels like slightly confusing because we have already versions of these these characters in mm-hmm. in the continuity, and there's like you know the Mary Jane from the Raimi verse versus. What we have now from Zendaya, I mean, one's one's black and one's white. I mean, are you going to convince me that that's supposed to be, like, a, a version of the same character? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they technically have a different name. I don't know. But, um, yeah, all that stuff's already confusing for some people. It's starting to become less confusing as you get to, like, you know, the, the times start to separate. It becomes clear, all right, this is the new universe. Then you bring the other universe back. That That's the only concern, but... Um, it also explains why we didn't get those characters in uh, Spider-Verse, potentially. Maybe they knew this going back going back years. Yeah. I think we... I, I gotta speak a little bit, too, just the idea of Fox being Electro again. I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm, I don't re- I'm not really looking forward to that unless there's a way they can... Um, unless there's a way they can just make him nothing like what I saw in that movie that the, it was only, you know, about 20 minutes what I saw, but I can't see like him. I go, like, not making them blues a great start. Okay. And I'm glad that Jane Fox cleared that up, but like, this like the, the functionality of his powers. just just had no rhyme or reason. Um, you guys have spoken to, and you know, even Feige was even spoken to his, just like he was erratic and crazy, even for a super villain. You know what I'm saying? Just like, just that writing, everything they, they had him doing, I just can't see any of that. And if they're going to go that route, I just want to see them try to find a way to rewrite a lot of that stuff or take a lot of the worst parts of that character and kind of put them away in some reason. Maybe for him, you know, coming from, uh, you know, multiverse to multiverse or going from one planet to another planet, like, or dimension rather, like maybe that's a way to you know, help, uh, you know, maybe, maybe somehow he won't be as crazy as he was in that other movie. But, you know, that's the thing about this, this movie that's so interesting is that like, it does feel like, I don't want to say Sony driving the ship. Cause I think that Feige, I think Feige has interest in keeping Mar keeping Sony happy. But I think also there's interest in, by any means necessary, being able to have Holland with Sp- as Spider Man with no strings attached. Like I, I told you guys. Like I think that there's a great chance there's a deal in place already that the Sony universe is canon with the MCU universe. I think that there's something that's been put together, and I think Feige now that that deal may have been struck is, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that based on any. It's partly based on sourcing, but it's not any sourcing that's saying that. I'm just, it's more on the, because of what's going on with Morbius. Connecting dots, right? Yeah. I just feel like now that this is the playground he has, I think he's trying to make the best of it. And I think that this is something that he looks at and says, Remember those? Of all the characters I have, um, from the Garfield universe, this is the only one that's, remotely redeemable it's kind of bizarre because i would disagree with him i don't i I don't want anything to do with electro but i think in his mind that's what he thinks so uh so i don't know and remember remember those uh those those 
Morbius pictures that people were going crazy on the internet about. Daily Bugle, the Spider-Man poster. Maybe those weren't an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on now. Let's talk about this uh, this deal that apparently I said would uh, make Ryan Reynolds a rich man. Um, so obviously Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool in two movies, two movies that were widely acclaimed, liked by a lot of people, made hundreds of millions of dollars. Now uh, there's a report by Danny RPK who said on his Patreon account that Kevin Feige is interested in signing Ryan Reynolds to what would be the biggest deal in MCU history. Um, that deal apparently would be you know upwards of ten movies to play Deadpool, uh, to play you know uh, Wade Wilson, Shamari, you know. We've, we heard, like, you know, Litfield go crazy about how there's no plans for Deadpool and Marvel's, you know, effing up the bag, basically, <laughs> was uh, was his, his take on it. Of course, he's the, uh, the comic writer who created Deadpool. Now you're hearing this situation where, you know, Feige, I guess, is trying to line up all the ducks in a row to make this massive offer to Reynolds. What, what do you make of this news? Um, well, I think this is... Um well, I mean, I think this is good news. It, it kind of goes back to our discussions we've had before in regards to what their plans are with Deadpool, which, I mean, we've had that discussion many, many times. Um, but, I mean, I think in, I think having a deal like this in place, I don't really know much about the money. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how rich <laughs> specifically they want to make Ryan Reynolds, how rich or, or whatever they want to make him. But, um, you know, I think spreading him out like this you know, it makes a lot of sense even just with knowing the Deadpool character. Um, I think knowing that they have a plan for him. And we always knew. I feel like we always knew Feige had a plan for Deadpool. He did not know what he was doing. He did not have a plan. Or he did not, not have Deadpool on his, on his you know, theoretical whiteboard. Yeah. He's been there. Since this Fox deal was even in talks, he's been there. So, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this is real. Um, I mean, I think that I think that Ryan Reynolds will be joining the MCU as Deadpool, and that we will be getting, um, you know, we will be getting individual Deadpool movies on top of many Deadpool cameos. It's still going to be tricky with how they want to weave him in to all these other movies. You know, I don't know how people are going to feel about it. I mean, Deadpool is a, is, you know, Deadpool is a raunchy character, to say it, to put it lightly. So, how are you going to insert him into, um, into all these other movies that are supposed to be kid-friendly? You know, are you going to water him down? You're going to have to water him down. You know, how watered down will he be? Are you just going to make him more Spider-Man-like and just kind of like just Spider-Man and from the Ultimate Spider-Man show, but he breaks the fourth wall, but... You know, he doesn't really do anything crazier than that, you know, or is he going to be going all out? You know, what kind of Marvel, what kind of movies are we getting with him? Are we just going to be getting more Marvel movies that are adult based? You know, we're going to get them with Deadpool. So, I mean, how many of those movies are we going to get? So what do you you think about the idea of because this is how I envision it. What do you think of the idea of Deadpool being the new Stan Lee, in a sense, in these Marvel movies where. 
yes, he's make he's in ten movies, quote unquote, but he may not have like an active role in those movies. But he makes some out of world, bizarre cameo in all of them. Like I think that I have a good I I, I, have, I have a good feeling that that's would be that, that would be his role if this is the kind of deal they're putting together. I don't think he should be in all of them in the way that Stan Lee was. Like I don't think he should be in like Guardians or or anything like that. Uh, you know I don't need Deadpool. Right. Uh, it would feel very out of place and mm-hmm. weird and forced. Yeah. So I don't need him to be in all of them, but in a good amount of them, I wouldn't mind. So I I, I honestly I expect. Him to play that kind of a role, to an extent, maybe not quite as random as Stan Lee, because Stan Lee was just very obvious and and, and, right. and random in, in terms of the, the things that he, they had him doing, but similar. So I, I do expect him to have that role in some of the movies, and in some of the movies I expect him to have an actual role, um, even if it's minor, relatively minor. So yeah, it's it's interesting. So it'll be tricky. It'll be interesting to see how Marvel balances that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this suggests, you know, again, we like like Shamar said, we don't know what the financial situation is, but um, if we are to interpret the largest deal in MCU history as it being a ten picture deal, then that seems more than I would expect, and I feel like it's necessary for the Deadpool character in the MCU. Because um, when you map it out, I mean, look, how many Deadpool movies are we making? We've already had two. I mean, are, are you making another one? You're making two more, three more? I mean, I I wouldn't. If I was Feige, I wouldn't put more than two on the on the on the list. I, I would probably only put one if I was even making that. Um, but obviously, like you guys mentioned, Deadpool is a versatile character that could that could play a role in a lot of different areas. But uh, you know, are these cameos? Are these just cameos? I think. That would be ideal, because I don't necessarily want Deadpool to insert himself too much in any of these other stories. Because I mean, he's a great character, but he's gonna he's gonna dominate. You know, I mean, is he gonna be in in in, in all these X Men movies? Is he gonna be in a Wolverine movie? Like, I don't know. You know, because we also have to consider that Ryan Reynolds is gonna be the one playing. You know, and I don't know that I want him in movie movies that are supposed to be more serious. Right. Say the next Avengers movie, if right. it has Kang the Conqueror and the Young Avengers, or you know whatever their their story is going to be, I don't need Deadpool in that movie. Yeah, and then you got Deadpool in the background doing stupid stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if I think what EJ proposed is makes the most sense. You know, just have him kind of have it be a running joke that you know, kind of like a bat mic kind of thing where he just shows <laughs> right. up. You know, you're like where did he even come from? But it's like <laughs> you know, you don't even think about it. Um, right. I mean, you can do that. But I, I'm just more concerned that they see Deadpool as, like, a Wolverine-like cash cow. And to me, like, they got to focus. Oh, they do. Yeah, they got to focus more on the on the Wolverines and the X-Men and the Fantastic they Fours. Do. Yeah. More than Deadpool to more me, than, like. More than giving Ryan Reynolds yeah. his 10-movie ten, ten deal. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, Deadpool, we got a couple, we got two very good Deadpool movies. There's a reason why the second one wasn't as good as the first. You know, comedy movies don't get better as they keep going. They always get worse. Very rarely do you have, like, a trilogy of hilarious comedy movies that are all equally good. Typically, the first one's the best. Maybe the second one's better than the first, but, like, and I'm not saying that they, Marvel can't make a, a, another great Deadpool movie or, or a better one, but this isn't, he's not a character that is going to be, that should be carrying the MCU. He, he's a support character. He's a, he's a secondary character that 
you know, can occasionally have his own universe, but um, not he shouldn't be the 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 the, the priority. You know, he should be someone. But like EJ mentioned financially that, that that's probably the case. They Bob Iger has made Deadpool a priority every time he's talked about the Fox deal. He's talking about how excited he is to have Deadpool, even above the X Men and, and the Fantastic Four. It seems so. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that, but I don't think that that language is from Bob Iger is a coincidence. Yeah, I think to me, you know, Marvel does have to be careful. I agree with uh, you guys' assessment. I think that, you know, again, someone that you know who has read has you know extended periods of reading the Marvel comics, and the largest one being around, I'd say, between twenty two thousand eight, let's say two thousand seven, two thousand eight to like uh, two thousand ten, eleven. You know, that was probably the biggest time where, like, Deadpool's character really became oversaturated in the comic books, where he was just everywhere, in every team, in every book. And, you know, it was cool at first. It's me being a Deadpool fan. I loved it at first. But it did become old pretty quickly. And this was right around the time they were doing Deadpool Cable when they moved on from that. Uh, Deadpool had just reached a new stratosphere. I feel like whatever Harley Quinn's going through now is what Deadpool was going through at that point in time in terms yep. of his fandom in the comic books. And to me, I think it did hurt Marvel's brand a little bit um, in terms of just like the storytelling aspect. It just felt like, you know, they were in a, a, between a rock and a hard place where you couldn't satisfy the people who had, who had came because they heard of this great character Deadpool and they loved him. So you couldn't do enough of them. And then you couldn't satisfy the fans who like, yo, I just want to see a regular like X-Men story or a regular Avengers story. Like, I don't need Deadpool involved in this. Like, you know, I don't need Deadpool in X-Force. Like, I don't need that. I don't need him. I don't need this series with him and Wolverine. I don't need this. You know, right now they, they, they've been doing the Spider-Man X-Men, Spider-Man Deadpool series. Like, I don't need that. Like, I, I, I would be one of the people who say, I, I love Deadpool, but I don't need all of that. So Marvel, I think, is going to be a, a you know a fine line about the walk where, you know, he's a cash cow. He's a big time character. You got to use him, but he's I think because he's kind of a comedy character, it does kind of lend himself to wearing out his welcome rather quickly. Maybe more so than other superheroes. So they're gonna they're, there's a fine line here. You know, you know, I think something like a cameo type of thing would make way more sense in terms of how you want to use him for 10 movies then you know we have 10 movies set up ready to go where he's a, a focal point that to me feels like a lot like for us a marvel you know and to be fair you know we talk about movies being serious but marvel like they have a lot of funny movies a lot of movies that aren't as serious even the serious ones have a lot of comedic moments i don't know if it's, it's the it's not like he would I don't think it's beyond them to, to, to want to insert comedy into some of these movies that they're doing with Deadpool. But I, I do feel like, there again, there's a fine line. And I don't, again, I don't know if 10 full movies of him where he's a main character makes sense. But I would, I would, I, for one, would totally be cool with him being the new Stanley. Um, obviously, there's no one that can replace Stanley. But there is a way to kind of have that moment in Marvel movies that you're always looking forward to and you're wondering how they could do it better than the last one. I think, yeah, using who could be that cameo role in like every movie? Deadpool, because he's a character that breaks the fourth wall. He knows he's in a movie. He knows he's a comic book character. So it would make sense that he would find his way in all these movies. So seeing him... And Doctor Strange would be the movie 
I think he he could debut in. Yeah, I agree too. I think it very well could be. Um, so seeing him, him find his way into all these movies, I think would be hilarious and awesome. Um, uh, so that I, that would be my take on it. You know, and there's a lot of ways you do it. He doesn't have to always be in full costume. Maybe sometimes he's in disguise. Maybe sometimes he's whatever. I just think it would be great. You know, and I think it's great also because you know one of the I think one of the weaknesses Marvel had to do sometimes in the comic books was this. And I think they they held off on it for the most part, but sometimes you know in some of the most important stories there was like the the like uh, there was the what's the word? I can't find the word. I guess impetus to like wanna insert him into the biggest storyline you have going on when it wasn't when that that's not really the role he should be playing like he right. like you know what i'm saying like when there's like secret invasion happening like we shouldn't be worried about what deadpool was doing <laughs> you know what i'm saying like he should be on some crazy own different mission and to be fair he was when they did secret invasion i'm just throwing something out there but like Sometimes it's empty to say, no, let's put him in right in the middle of the fold of all this craziness. And it's like, no, like when this is this serious, he kind of is a character that shouldn't really be involved. And yeah. I hope Marvel treats him with that in that same way. You know, when the biggest of biggest crisis happen in the next two phases or three phases, I don't necessarily want to see Deadpool in the center of it all. He's too ridiculous. He doesn't take anything seriously. So when things do get serious and at times we've seen they do get serious, you just... Keep him away from those things. Would be my last thought. Any last thoughts before we move on? Yeah, all these um, all these reports kind of back up all the little stuff we've heard about Feige. Seems to be he seems to really be uh, casting a wide net in terms of what is on the table for Marvel when it comes to uh, this next these next couple of phases. He realizes that they're at a kind of a crossing point where. You know, the MCU, the current iteration of the MCU is kind of run out of, not run out of stories, but like, you know, I mean, the Iron Man and Captain America around, and they can go into a new era, but like, I think they're still, they're, they're, they need still that punch of like, you know, of main, you know, of, of box office appeal, you know, and we talk about Ryan Reynolds, we've talked about, Tony McGuire on this show being part of the MCU, you know, and then we've heard the reports about, you know, how he reached out to Patrick Stewart about being a part of the MCU. Like, that sounded ridiculous. That wasn't a report mm-hmm. that was straight from Patrick Stewart's mouth, but yeah. it seemed ridiculous. But, um... It don't seem that ridiculous anymore. <laughs> yeah, at this point, Kevin Feige, clearly anything's on the table. He's not worried about continuity. We've always been so worried about, oh, how is this working, the Marvel continuity? Doctor Strange is going to blow that all up. I mean, that movie's going to be... You want to talk about groundbreaking. They're going to try some stuff in Doctor Strange 2 that we're not even ready for. Mm-hmm. Stuff that probably we're not even talking about. That It's probably going to be right on our nose. Like, the Tobey Maguire thing should have been a topic months ago. And it's a topic now, but that was right. It fell right under our nose. There's going to be other stuff in that movie that we're going to we're gonna be a wow. And see that one coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's crazy stuff, man. And I'll say one last thing. Uh, Secret Wars feels like it really could be happening. That's how it feels today. Like, just with all of this multiverse blending we're talking about, with everything we're talking about, Deadpool being in 10 movies, like, you know, everything that's kind of just lining up, I just feel like, you know, it might not have been an accident that whenever the Russos talked about what movie they would want to do when they said Secret Wars, like, they might not, they might have known what they were talking about. It wasn't just them just making up something that was hypothetical you know that's just one thing 
I think has to be mentioned. In fact, maybe that's the next big movie beyond, you know, I don't think it's the next Endgame event, but maybe it is the next big Avengers movie. But anyway, um, last story of the day, guys. So as I said at the top of the show, and as I told you guys a couple weeks ago, the Batman is indeed being pushed back to the spring of 2022. The movie was first set to debut um, in August of October, excuse me, October uh, of 2021. But now that is being pushed back several months behind. Now Batman, the Batman, will be hitting theaters in March of 2022, March 4th to be exact. This is part of a, a large, you know, reshuffling being done by the uh, by the folks over at Warner Brothers. That will include the Flash being moved back to November 4th, uh, Shazam, the Fury of Gods being moved back to uh, June of 2023, and Black Adam. Uh, being taken off of the calendar temporarily. So I'll go to Kendall first on this last story. Uh, what do you make of these changes? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's tough, obviously. Um, you know, once Black Widow got pushed back, you knew anything was on the table. Um, obviously, Warner Brothers saw what happened with Tenet. Um, so, you know, don't mess around with this in terms of the box office. And they've pushed it back to a time that I think it's safe. We talk about like yeah, box office, like I mean, by then, like you, you should be able to make more or less what you would have gotten anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know what the financial situation is going to be like in the country, but from a from a health standpoint, it's not going to be the same. But like, I don't know if it's making billions, but like you're going to make your money. Yeah. Um. So, look, I mean, it's the safe. It's the safe route. Um. Still, kind of a. Uh, an unfortunate thing for fans, but I mean, it's something that EJ talked about weeks ago, so not a shock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, EJ did, EJ did bring this up, you know, um, uh, and and it's not a shock. I mean, we we now know, uh, you know, Disney had showed us, and and Warner Brothers has been showing us with with you know how they've been insistent on Warner Brothers coming out in theater or no, Warner Brothers with uh, Wonder Woman coming out in theaters. And with these other, you know, movies, so it's it's not too much of a of a surprise. Um, as Kendall said, this is a safe date, you know. So this isn't a date where it's like, oh, they're probably gonna push it back again. No, this is probably a date that they have set in stone. Um, you know, by then the the virus should be, um, you know, more under control at the very least, somewhat under control, if not completely under control. Um, by that point. So people will be going to the movies again. So, you know, I mean, we all know how we feel about it. You know, they should just plan to release these things digitally unless things get better. But, you know, I mean, they'd rather just postpone until, you know, until whenever. Which I think, again, I think that they're, the date they had before would have been fine. Um, but I guess with them pushing everything back, they're pushing everything back. Then I suppose it makes sense to push Batman back. So, uh, so yeah, it is what it is. I think it's a safe date, and I think you know they're gonna make their money. <laughs> look, look. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. I it's obviously extremely disappointing that you know Bat- the Batman is being pushed back. You know, even further. Now we're you know basically a year and a half away from seeing this movie. This is a movie that, while they did have to halt production, they did start production. And they, you know, we saw a trailer even on this, so the idea that now we're going to see this a year and a half from now is tough. But to me, this is the first sign of 
Um, Warner Brothers really, no, they haven't done it with Wonder Woman yet, though. We've heard, I've seen on the internet already that that date is about to be moved as well. Um, This to me is the first time that they're being serious and being real about what's realistic. I think that a lot of these other companies, uh, you know, well, you know, Marvel's the only one, Marvel is the only one, the other one we care about, and, and I don't think that they've quite been as realistic. But this to me looks more realistic. Like, when's the next time you could be seeing a major movie in a movie theater and not be as terrified they're going to catch coronavirus? At this point, March twenty twenty two feels about right. Like, what's what's the chance? What's the best chance Warner Brothers has of making the amount of money they should make off of? a new Batman movie with this much hype. This sounds about right. You know, that sucks. It sucks to me that I feel that way. It sucks that that's what this world and this situation has come to with coronavirus. But I think this is one of saying, okay, we tried the tenant thing. That was just not a good idea. And we can't do that again. So with these movies that are currently in production, let's just be very realistic about when we think we could make a lot of money again in the movie theaters. And it ain't going to happen, obviously, in 2020. And look, it's just not going to happen for a lot of 2021. Even if there's a vaccine, even if people, if the, the cases go down considerably, there's going to be a lot more people who are going to be wary of being inside movie theaters. It's just facts. So with that being the case, this is, uh, I think, for them, you know, them saying, look, this is our biggest movie we have in production right now. So we need to find what's the biggest movie that we have in production and, and, and what's the... What's going to maximize the earning potential? What's the date going to be? It's not in 2021. At least not. For, I don't think it is. It's got to be in 2022. That's how bad this situation is right now. And, you know, again, it, it sucks that that's where we're at. But to me, this is very clear and obvious what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the situation we're at. I mean, they're, they're understanding and acknowledging the reality of the situation, which is very welcomed. Um, especially in this current climate. So it is what it is. It's something that we have to live with and understand. It's unfortunate, again, that that it has to be this way. That things have to be pushed back. It, it seems like endlessly. Um, but, you know, they, they know that 2022 is a safe, that's a safe year. Yeah, especially for Batman. Make your, You're talking about Batman. Yeah, Batman's, like, Batman's a, a brand, that, the brand. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen with Wonder Woman. You know that'll probably release sometime next year. But yeah, I'm sure. I think they're more willing to have a trial run with that than they are with uh, with a Batman movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right now that's their next temple. Uh, when you're talking about trying to make like a billion dollars, like really pushing. Plus, look, the production of the movie it had a lot of a lot of uh, issues. You yeah. Know, so, you know, and I think more- that you know that I think that year and a half. You know, window. I think also probably account, accounts for any other hiccups they have in production. Because you know, yeah. again, this virus is not something that's going to disappear, as some people may say. This is uh, a serious thing, and the chances that you have other outbreaks on your set—I don't know how likely they are, but it's possible at the very least. I don't want to say it's likely, but it's certainly possible. So, I, you know, if you got to halt production once again for a couple weeks or a month or even longer, perhaps you know, a year and a half feels like. Also, the right amount of time where they could make this happen, maybe. Um, like definitely make it happen. Like, where even if you have hiccups, a year and a half should be enough time. And I think that's what they're trying to do here, you know? It's, yeah, it just, it's unfortunate, obviously, as we keep saying over and over again, that just this is the situation we're in. But 
it, it is what it is at this point. You know, there's really no other way to to put it. And you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this movie. I really loved the trailer that they put out. It really did feel like a, something different in regards to Batman movies that we hadn't seen before. So I want to see them try to make this happen. But we're gonna have to wait for it, man. And again, I I. I I I I moved, I moved on to being team, you know, digital release, but I don't make money off of Warner Brother movies, so I totally understand being like, yo, I need to get the billion that's supposed to be coming to my company. Yeah, I can't tell them for this movie. Yeah, I, I I I get it. You know, I can't I can't I can't be mad at that. You know, I can be disappointed, but you know, it is what it is. I think that's going to wrap this week's show, though, guys. So I want to thank you guys all for watching, or listening, rather. Um, this is a really good conversation. I enjoyed all the topics we had this week. Of course, you can catch all of our, our podcasts on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, make sure you check us out on social media. We're on Twitter, uh, New Generation Pod, on Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and on Facebook, New Generation Media. You can find uh, me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, uh, Instagram Action EJ. You can find Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram MCShan22. That's going to do it for now, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thank you guys for listening. For Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.